DJ and PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. It is time to welcome in Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. He joins us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone every week. Brian, good morning. Hey, good morning. So, there are multiple storylines looking forward and looking backward. But first, one last look at that Houston game. How surprised were you that BYU, when everything started going wrong, was able to grab that game by the neck and turn it around with the game on the line and score 29 unanswered? In your experience, how hard is that to do when everything's going wrong to shift it around and make everything go right? Honestly, that was one of the most proud moments um, I've had in the last, I can't even remember how many years, even even more proud than, than some of the signature wins they've had, um, just because it's different. Um, a lot of the, the casual observer doesn't understand how hard it is to face that, that kind of adversity, that kind of, you know, when things aren't going your way, when you're on the road, playing a good team and losing, and to be able to just, you know, double down and fight your way back into not just a victory, but a commanding victory. It, it just, it's, just, it's the mark of a, of a good team. And I, I was, I, I can't even put into words how pleased I was to see the way that they responded to a difficult situation where, you know, Houston jumped up on them and scored 17 points in the second quarter. And, and, um, I mean, this game looked, looked in doubt and they just, you absolutely responded. And it was, it was just so, so pleasing for me as a fan, as a former alum, it was it was awesome. So, did you break out the non-alcoholic champagne and start toasting <laughs> when they went from a three-man to a four-man front? <laughs> uh, f- figuratively speaking, yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, it's just funny. You know, we we talk about that a lot. Uh, I talk about that a lot just with friends and and people that I run into, and um, we talk about it on the show. And it's it's just kind of curious to see the different results, um, and, you know, I just, the proof's in the pudding, if you ask me. We talked about it last week, and yep. I, I just, yeah, I just think, uh, I think that the results, you know, prove themselves. So now here comes Texas State. It ought to be a big win. You get uh, anything over, you know, four touchdowns in the spread, and, you know, you're talking major blowout here, except... The last time we were talking major blood, it turned out to be a tight game and people were sweating bullets. Why is this going to be different? Um, I don't know that it will be different. I expect it to be different. And, yeah, I, mean, we were, I was on this show talking about that 35-point spread a couple weeks ago, and then BYU eked out a close, ugly win. And, so, and, that, you know, and, and maybe the silver lining from that is maybe in years past that's a game they lose and, and we're disappointed. And, you know, I talked about those signature wins that BYU's had the last couple of years, which have been great, and then um, equally as disappointing, if not more disappointing, than those signature wins, you know, in the opposite direction, as, as exciting as those wins were, were the disappointing losses that they've had over the last couple of years that have kind of marred this administ- this, this, um, this staff's, um, their, their, their program, their record right now. Um, maybe we're over that. And that's what I hope to see. And so a couple weeks ago, maybe that was a loss, and now it was an ugly win. And an ugly win is better than a pretty loss. And so I, I expect us to dominate a lesser opponent and and learn from the mistakes that we had a couple weeks ago and, you know, just put the game away early and let the, let the reserves come in and get some playing time. So from a defensive perspective, which obviously is where you come from, 
Is it number one in terms of most level of importance when a quarterback's got it going on and tune did? I mean, he, I think he was, uh, he threw three incompletions in the first half, and two of them was when he was clocking the, uh, stopping the clock there with, you know, taking the, snot, the hike and just jamming it into the turf so they can stop the clock, I think, at the end of the first half. So my thought for you is, you basically, you have to get pressure on him, right? Or else he's just going to pick you apart. Yeah, I mean, so basically, He's a good quarterback, and he showed that. He's accurate. He's capable. He rose to the challenge, and we made it even easier for him. And, you know, he, yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. Like, the kid was just completing every pass. And, um, you know, I saw a tweet that said something about only BYU could make both quarterbacks look like Heisman candidates. It was kind of made me chuckle because um, it was kind of accurate. Uh, you know, we, we – our kid looked good, and uh, we made their kid. Their kid's good. Uh, he's a good quarterback, and we made him look even better than he is, I think, in the first half. Um, and, and it's disappointing, and, and it comes down to what you said. Any decent quarterback these days, I mean, it's different than it used to be. These days, these kids, they get coached up. These quarterbacks, they get coached up from the time they're eight years old. And by the time they get to college, I mean, it's just the, the, the preparation that these quarterbacks have coming into college is – light years ahead of what it was ten, even just 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago. These kids, they have seen it all. They've, they've been in spread offenses. They've been throwing the rock all around. It's not back in the day where in high school and little league, all they did was run the ball and ran the triple option. And I mean, these kids are, are slinging it, and they've seen it. And what I'm going to say is these kids, they're good. And any good quarterback, if you give him time, he's going to find somebody that's open. You can't cover forever. Coverage is hard. It's one of the hardest things in football, and you, you can only do it for a few seconds. You can't do it for five or six seconds. And so any decent quarterback, if you give him time, he's going to find somebody open, and he's going to light you up. And that's just that's what we saw. Well, that's good news. <laughs> good for the update there. All right, yeah. so I'm curious what you want to see in the next two weeks, because BYU's a heavy favorite. They're going to be a heavy favorite again, and obviously the Boise State game is a huge game for BYU. So what do you want to see out of these next two games to let you know the Cougars are ready for the Broncos? Yeah, so what I want to see is just clean up the, the, few, the few errors that we've had and just you know put together a what you'd like to see is, is put together just a complete game. And so even in those early games, where we, we just dominated. Um, there were some errors, you know, there was poor tackling here or, uh, you know, some drop balls there, or, you know, and there's just different, different mistakes back and forth that we've made. Um, a turnover here, you know, a lazy fumble, just some of those, some of those preventable mistakes. Um, I'd like to see us play a really clean game and get ready so that we can, um, can face those guys and be prepared because, yeah, it's going to come down to, you know, the, the things that we want to accomplish this year, uh, obviously every year you want to go undefeated. I mean, this is a year that if you're going to go undefeated, this is the year to do it. And undefeated gets you a, a place at the table, a chance to, to crack into the New York New Year's Six, which we haven't done now in a decade of its existence or however long it's been. We haven't done it. So this is our chance to do it. And and, so, and in order to do it, we got to beat Boise. we got to beat San Diego State. Those are the the really tough games that, um, that are remaining on our schedule. And so in order to do that, we have to execute and, and you know, play clean football, head it up into that.
So we'll never know, but this is sports radio, so it doesn't matter. And you look at the four games that they would have started with, Utah, ASU, Michigan State, and Minnesota. And so we're guessing as far as what they might have been. But what is your thought? Uh, you, you, the first part of your question cut out. So, is, sorry, is the question what is my thought on how their season would have gone? The first four games where they have the two Pac 12s and the two Big Tens. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's and it's all speculation. There's, there's literally no way to know. Um, and that's the thing. You know, this team, I, I think it's a good team. I really, I really still don't know how good they are. Um, and, and, and if they had played that original schedule, you know, are they, are they a seven-win team again or are they a 10-11-win team again? And I honestly don't know. Um, on any, on the last several years, you know, we've had, we've started, we always start off, it seems, you know, with a really tough first four games. And, you know, that schedule is no different. And kind of the, the hope or the mindset going into it is that, you know, if we can split those and go two and two, um, then we set ourselves up nicely for the kind of the softer part of our schedule, if you will. And so, you know, looking at that original schedule for 2020, and, and then looking at the way the team is, which is, it's a good team, you know, um, I, I think three and one would have been, I think it would have been realistic, and I think it would have been something that is achievable, and it would have been really good for us to set ourselves up for the rest of the schedule. So I'm curious here with the uh, with the schedule getting softer now. Uh, what do you think the odds are that they get a big lead and get to play uh, get to play some of the younger guys, some of the backups? And how important do you think it is at the quarterback spot in case Wilson goes to the NFL this year that they get some time for Romney. Yeah, so uh, the nice thing is Romney got a bunch of PT last year, mm-hmm. and he's capable. He's shown that he's capable, and the moment's not too big for him. And, and I mean, it, there, there were people, there were lots of people that were calling for him to be the starter this year. You know, some people within my own family, I won't name names, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of people, that, and it's just recency bias. Um, you know, Zach had some struggles last year. He obviously wasn't healthy. Um, with it coming off, coming off the shoulder surgery, and and anyway, so it, it's great that we have that experience. That being said, yeah, you want as many reps as you can going forward, and so um, a great a great objective or goal, if you will, for the team is to put these these next couple of games away early and get experience for the younger guys. There's no situation where that doesn't help you. They're like, they're like literally, there's, there's no scenario where that doesn't help the program. It doesn't help development of those kids. You want live bullets, and you want as many of them as you can before those kids are the main guys. And that's what helps your program have upward mobility. That's what helps you stay consistent from year to year and, and continue to win and, 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 and perform and execute. And so, yeah, that should absolutely be the goal is to get as many people, as many reps as possible. So 5-0, and all, all sorts of national love. Zach Wilson is getting it in abundance. The team is getting it. And largely, you know, the schedule hasn't been a killer schedule, certainly compared to what it could be or what it has been since they've gone independent. So I'm giving you the keys to make a schedule. What is your model schedule for BYU? Yeah, so I've seen some debate on Twitter with people saying we should schedule like this every year. And I mean, I, I I appreciate that argument, and there's something to be said of that in terms of you win games, you're relevant, you have a place, a chance to crack into the New York Six. 
I, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the guy that wants to schedule eat week and get easy wins. Like I, I want it. I want it all. Like I want all the smoke. I want the toughest schedule, the, the biggest brands. That's just who I am. And I, I just, I don't know. Not everybody's wired that way. I understand it. And I know that that's, that's tough. It's an uphill battle with our recruiting, with our personnel and with the, our program as it is, but that's just what I want. And I want to put in the work so that we can perform against the, the upper echelon of college football. And, and if we perform against them, then our recruiting is going to go up. And if our recruiting goes up, our talent's going to get better. And it's just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, my, I guess to answer your question, no, I do not want to see a schedule like this every year. I like the way that Homo has scheduled tough competition and that's how I want it and I would have it no other way and if I was a player I would absolutely love it like I said I I want all the smoke and that is going to be a drop by the way guaranteed what's that that's going to be a drop I want all the smoke oh oh. (laughs) yeah you quote it quote it I want it all bring it (laughs) there it is Yach cut it up you have his permission you're ready to go do you think that they should, uh, and, and I'm with you on don't schedule like this in the future, but do you think that Tom should schedule it in the future so there aren't four really hard games piled up in September? Yeah. I mean, so, and, yes, yes. And that's the thing. Um, you know, Jerem Jordan tweeted out something. I think he said that BYU has been 40% or something like that against P5 opponents and then and then he said they're 29 percent when when they play them two back-to-back the second week of a back-to-back um and and that you know statistics are statistics those numbers you know that's how they've experienced previous previous performance has no indicator of future performance i mean there's so many different ways to look at it and 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 that's with the the talent that we've had and you know we do well this year and we up our talent going forward and I mean, there's just so many angles, and, and a lot of it depends on, like, the, the decision makers, and this is the coaching staff, this is the, the, um, the athletic department, and then obviously the board for the, the school. What is the objective for the program? And, if, 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 and, and what your objective is can vary, and, and that kind of determines what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to win football games and, you know, get your name out there, then yeah, schedule easy opponents and whatever, and just try to to, to craft nine ten wins every year. That's fine, but I I mean I don't think that's the, the staff and the, the athletic department's objective. I think they want to win. I think they want to be win at the highest level and and have similar success that they did in the heyday and the glory days. And I mean that's it's a hard that's a hard accomplishment, but it's not impossible. It's something we can do. It's you know it's an uphill battle and it, there's a lot of obstacles in our way but it's attainable and i'm the type of person that i i'm never gonna shoot for mediocre like i want to be the best i want to beat the best so yeah in my opinion the the program you know needs to do that and um and i I, ultimately we'd like to get into a p5 and then we're playing the toughest week in and week, week out we're not there right now but that's where i'd like to get Well, Brian, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, always a pleasure, guys. You guys have a good one.